Let Nothing Divide Us by Jell Jaltion. Chapter 6 Tether. Uraka puffs a sigh as she looks back to the spot her notebook was and instinctively glances up to find it lazily drifting three feet higher than its designated spot on the floor. You seem on edge, Uraka. Are you that nervous about this test? Midoriya asks with concern. They're sprawled out together on the floor of her dorm, his two cluttered with dirty laundry boys to be of any use for this study session. Papers make arcs around the both of them as they face each other. Textbooks pull between them like an unusual architectural statement piece. Outside, a sunny afternoon languishes away. I guess I'm a bit more nervous than I usually am, but honestly, I... She looks down at her palms, one hand still cradling her pencil. I just wish I could turn this off sometimes. Midoriya's eyes trail from her face to her hands, which she holds up as though hoping to surrender her finger pads to some higher power. Realization overtakes him. Uraka, your quirk is amazing. Nobody's as perfect. He says, torn. He knows what it's like to be without a quirk in a world that revolves around them. But at the same time, he thinks he understands. And his guilt bubbles up at knowing he has the ability to activate his at will. Unlike her. She smiles up at him. But it isn't a very convincing one. Thanks, Deku. But it's true. I know everybody goes through trouble with their quirk, but sometimes they feel like they don't realize what others are missing out on, you know? I've never really been able to hold things properly. When I was younger and my weight limit was still really low, I'd get sick because I wouldn't realize I'd accidentally floated too many crayons. Holding hands with my parents when we tried to cross the street was really hard before I understood how to lift my pinky. I've never really held hands with anyone since. Midoriya gets the sense there's a story she's not ready to tell buried in her woods. But he won't pry. He thinks about all the time he spent gripping onto his mom's hands. Their grocery store. Busy intersections. Even just at home while they watch TV together. The idea of that contact being absent in her life hurts him in a way he wasn't expecting. He wants nothing more than to help, in a way far more overwhelming than usual. And the silence envelops them as he forgets to respond. He absently tugs on his lower lip, thinking about his own quirk and the ways it's affected him. The broken bones come to mind first, the pain making him internally wince. And then that makes him think about the slick feeling of black lip tearing him apart from the inside, destroying everything around him. His control over it still isn't great, but he wonders if maybe Uraka's struggles might be relevant here. And it's very much something he should treat as being always on, an extension of himself and his will. He finally looks back up at her, her staring gently at him, and it hits him that the thing he wishes is that he could be an anchor for her. Perhaps somewhat literally? Something tethered to the floor that she couldn't make drift away from her. His feet start feeling funny at the dot. And it isn't until Uraka's eyes widen and she stutters in. Um, Deku? Gesturing to his feet, that he realizes he's activated Black Whip on the soles of his socks. His heart, it seems, has yet again moved before even his thoughts can. He looks back up at her, almost fiercely. 
I think I know how to help. What? Uraraga, I can use my quirk to anchor myself to the floor. Do you... do you want to hold my hand? Uraraga freezes, her face turning pink. But the intensity of his thoughts is too distracting for him to realize the implications of what he said. He doesn't realize that he's used his hero voice either. The tone confident and in this situation, attractive in a way she wasn't expecting from him. Before she can catch herself, she's reaching her hand out to him and he brings his up to meet hers. Their hands join in something that really more resembles the preamble to her kissing his knuckles. And Uraka instinctively has her pinky up. He looks down at it, and then expectantly up at her, eyes shining and she lowers it trepidly. She can feel her quirk steal his mass away from him, and she expects that any minute motion on her part will cause him to leave the floor. Her wrist twitches upward to her mortification, but he doesn't drift away. He still feels solid, and she looks down again to confirm the obvious. She definitely has all of her fingers wrapped around his calloused hand. He twists it into a ball under her grasp, and spreads his fingers out the thread of hers without breaking contact. Fireflies jostle in her gut as his fingertips settle in the spaces between her knuckles, and a gentle heat builds between their palms. He looks at her and beams. His smile alone is enough to make her heart flop in her chest, but tears of sheer intense emotion spring to her eyes when he begins softly rubbing his thumb against the space between her own thumb and index fingers. Somehow the gesture speaks to her, proclaiming victory in a thousand languages. She scoots closer, laughing giddily as she shakes their joint palms without sending him blind. Her other hand, which had been scrubbing at her eye, roves up to the back of his head. Before she can realize what she's done, her fingers are threaded through his hair, and she pulls his forehead to bump of hers. The giddy sensation overtakes her, and she doesn't see his confidence dissolve. Nervous laughs are bubbling out of him to join her. <laughs> when they finally finish laughing, she opens her eyes back up and gazes into his. There's an infinite but brief moment in which she understands him as her other half, the anchor to her weightlessness, their hands a perfect and complementary pair. There was no other person for her to share the sensation, the sensation of truly holding on to someone. With. Thank you, Deku. She finally breathes out, reverent even though their noses bump when she talks. I forgot how nice this felt. <laughs>